You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Uh, happy Throwback Thursday? I don't even know what, what day today? of the week it's it is, today, Rob. It's today, I don't technically know. it's Tuesday, but we'll just post I it today. I haven't seen the fresh air in years, it feels like. <laughs> I haven't been outside since Eisenhower <laughs> was in office. You know what? I, w- I would like our listeners to go onto Facebook, though, and go to Rob. Ew, I'm sure you've already seen it, but please meet Freddie Martinez. He's become a friend of our <laughs> podcast. Uh, and Robbie is, is, as they say in Disney, um, is very good friends with Freddie Martinez. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, He's he's oh Freddie is he here? No, he just he just. Oh, I thought he was here for a minute. I'm no, he's he's about. he's staying with me while they fumigate his apartment in Manhattan Plaza. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> well, I hear he's got an album that might be coming out soon, yes. so I'm excited to hear about some of his cabaret songs that he's going to be putting together. He's very excited. Uh, as, he, as, but, as 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 Kevin was saying, as you know, our our good friend, he's our good friend. Freddie Martinez showed up a long time ago on this podcast. He's a washed up actor. Mm-hmm. Um, who's only done uh, <laughs> some very fine regional work? Yeah, um, no, he's a he's a fantastic regional actor. Yes, he's he's always the first one you call when you know Brad Oscar or Richard Kind say they're unavailable. You know, or Freddie, they're understudy, or they're un- yeah. You know, Freddie will Freddie will come in and save the day, and he's quite wonderful. But he's making a series of videos about the business because he's seeing everybody right. else do it online. And right. oh, actually, hold on, here he comes. He's just out of the shower. Hold on, Freddie. Oh, oh good. Oh gosh. Okay. Yes. Hello. Who oh, is Freddie, this? How, it's Kevin and, and all of your listeners. Everyone's really excited oh. to, to talk to you, Freddie. Well, hello, everyone. It's so good to talk to you. Hello out there. Hello. In, hello out there in TV land. No, yes. no, Freddie, it's, uh, it's a podcast. Where's the camera? It's actually, Where's no, the no, camera? Freddie, it's, no, I was it's once on the, the DuPont network. We used to do live television programs back then. I was in a production by a young Neil Simon called What? That's a Quarter? Which took place in a deli. It starred a young, virile Abe Vigoda. And as the waitress at the deli, it was a young Kay Ballard. Now, I thought that only Kay and I's interaction would be contained to the on-camera. Well, technically, I was a stand-in for Abe Vigoda. I was never actually on camera. I had two lines that was cut because at the time there was an assassination attempt on Adelaide Stevenson. And they had to break in and cover that. Oh, wow. 
That was a horrible day. So Kay and I said, well, we have downtime. What should we do? And Kay took me for a root beer float at Howard Johnson's and then <laughs> gave me my first hand job underneath booth seven at the Hojo's. And every time I saw her, I would say, hello, Kay. Remember the time at Howard Johnson's? And she would look at me and say, I don't remember who you are. This was when she was doing Molly at the Eurus. Freddie, when are we going to see uh, another episode uh, on, uh, on, on Facebook? Well, first of, of all, I need my, my – my, in my apartment in Manhattan Plaza, I, say, I don't know how to use my computer. Oh. I, that's, that's a major issue. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's been running since I first bought it in 1997 after attending oh. a matinee performance of Juan Derian, a carnival mass. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the, Brendan, who's uh, the li- young man who lives in G4, he comes uh-huh. over and he helps me. So he has to turn it on for me. Okay. All right. Well, we look forward to that. We're really excited to see some more of uh, I'm excited to wisdom. see Brendan. He's a good child. <laughs> I bet. He's got a young lady friend. I'm very concerned. Oh. I think she's marrying him for a green card, but I can't prove it. Oh, and every time I try baby. to go and talk to him about it, he says things to me like, I don't want to hear it, and we're not allowed to use that term anymore. He's, I think he's, well, he's, he, he bought me a, a nice book, though, for letting me stay with him. He bought me an Actor Prepares. He said there's some really good exercises in there we should be working on. So I'm very, I'm very excited. I have no comment to be made on that one. But <laughs> Chapter 7, How to Balance Your Budget and Your Brilliance. <laughs> That's lovely, Thank you. There it is. Yes, I was working on a scratch and sniff version of the artist's way, but I couldn't find the right odor for Ripley gear. Stupid. It's so stupid. stupid. I was gonna work on a pop-up book for the kids, but it's very hard when you see a sign pop up that just says insufficient funds. Oh, oh my god. Bye Freddy. Look, See you later. Bye Freddy. So yeah, he's going to do he's going to do some videos. He's going to send show you how to do some resumes and stuff. And, uh, if you guys if you guys are curious what the, all of the last 5 minutes was, just go to go go on to Facebook or either Rob's profile, go to go to our, our Broadway Curtain Instagram. It, it's it, just look up Freddy. Freddy will do more, more classes for you, people. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, so oh so now wait, how are you killing your quarantine time? Like are what? Act, like yeah. Like what activity? No, I'm asking you. What do you? What do you? Because the well, listeners I'm, can't talk back to me. Okay. Well, I'm I'm raising my nine month old child, so that has so been a real a beautiful thing. Uh, no, he. It's funny because you think you've got all this time, and Sutton and I keep joking that if we had no child, we would we'd be done with Game of Thrones. We'd be done with Schitt's Creek. We'd be done. We we just. But we, it's it's amazing how our day is filled with naps and dinners and cleaning and cleaning up after he. Mine too. Mine mess. too. And, you know. But I will say, me, uh, what I watch lately, I, I have taken such deep solace in and our art that we love that we talk about so much. So I have gone down, and my favorite thing actually ties into this. Uh, and I, but I've, I've watched a lot of old shows on YouTube. Uh, and so we were talking about, like, I mentioned this guy, David Levy, who's got his own, he, he compiled a list on Twitter of these amazing um, uh, of shows, like everything from, I watched It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman from the 1970s, a TV special oh, wow. where they, 
it was so weird and bizarre and horrible. But Loretta Swit was in it, and it. it oh, was that's just a name. Weird. That's a name he needs to work with. Sorry, sorry. Please. You know what else I watched? Uh, and we've talked about the, this. Has had such a. We've talked to Mal, Richard Malpe, who created it and directed it. We talked to uh, Andre DeShields and Ken Page. Um, but ain't misbehaving. Oh my oh, goodness, yeah. everybody! If you're a student of musical theater or you're a lover of musical theater just go on youtube and watch the original just watch that original cast watch the broadcast of eight misbehaving it they, they did it like four or five years after it was a hit so they're confident they're comfortable they feel good singing these songs again i i i was blown away by it i was at, and it, I, it was basically 40 years ago it's andre de shield's audition video for hermes in hadestown because he's the man is serving up exactly what he's still giving to this day 40 years later and it's it's just incredible so yeah so what have you been doing uh, when i called you today rob on skype i saw a black and white film hastily being paused what were you watching and and how much of tcm have you bought stock in well <laughs> well actually i was watching a movie called called The Lost Weekend, which won the Best Picture Award in the 1940s. I am watching every single Best Picture winner in chronological order. I started with Wings, which won the Oscar in 1927, and you caught me in the middle of The Lost Weekend, which I believe was 1945. I think I'm I'm right on that. So I've watched every film from 27 to 45. Up until How is it going so far? What's it like? I, as, as a completist, I love those kinds of things. I think that it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it's, you know what? It's, it, for, for me, it's really interesting because I was saying this to a, a friend of mine yesterday. You know, what I like doing is I'll watch some of the movies I'm watching and I'm just I've, ne- I've never seen before and I'm totally blown away by them. I'm just absolutely blown away by them. Then there is somewhere I'm watching. I'm going, oh, that's OK. I wonder what it was up against. And then you see what it beat out and you go, what the fuck? Like, really? I was watching Going My Way yesterday. Now, I, I'm, I will apologize to anyone if you're a Going My Way fan. It's a Bing Crosby film where he plays a priest who's like a young priest who comes in and like wants to change things up a little bit. The movie literally has zero conflict in it because he's like, I want to come in and I want to change things up. And the old like Irish priest is like, you can't do that. And then the Irish priest is like, okay, you can do that. And that's literally the film. Literally within three minutes, the conflict is resolved. So it's just all these like excuses for Bing Crosby to sing songs. The big so- What's the big song that came out of Going My Way? Do you know? Would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. Oh, yeah. Wow. And this movie is, I mean, I'm sorry, folks. If you're a Going My Way fan, God bless you. I just find it so dull. However, I was like, what did it, what did this beat out? It beat out Meet Me in St. Louis. What? I was like, how did this movie beat out Meet Me in St. Louis? So that's, that's one that I'm a little like kind of confused about. Um, but I saw, so anyway, so I actually, my favorite thing this week is actually one of the pictures that I watched. Um, and that's actually, it, it kind of ties in perfectly. So I'm in, I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving this. Um, my favorite thing for this week, if I may, if I may go first, is you the, may. Please the, do. the second film ever to win the best picture Oscar. It is the first film that has sound, as a best picture winner, we know Jazz Singer is the first picture with sound. This is the first best picture with sound to win. Um, it's also the first musical to win best picture. Best picture. Excuse me, I had to cough for a second. I didn't want to cough on the mic. It's okay. Thank you. Um, it is called the Broadway Melody. 
the Broadway Melody is my favorite thing for this week. So, folks, the Broadway Melody comes out um, in 1929. And like I said, it's the first sound film to win an Academy Award for Best Picture, which is kind of exciting. Uh, it's got a score by Arthur Freed and Nacio Her Brown. Now, you might be like, where do I might know, where might I know these names from? Kevin's nodding his head. Kevin, where do we know the names Freed and Brown from? I, 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 I don't know. But Nacio Brown, I know that name. I, I want you to help me because I, I can't place we, it. I can't we all know it because their music was the music that we heard in one of the most successful jukebox musicals of all time, Singing in the Rain. People forget the score That's... for Singing in the Rain was comprised entirely of pre-sung music. So, sorry, folks, it is a jukebox musical. It's also a great jukebox musical. Singing in the Rain also did not win Best Picture, nor was it even nominated the year that it came out. So take, so, so, what won instead? Wow. The Greatest Show on Earth. You might be like, what the fuck is that? Exactly. So the Broadway Melody of 19, or sometimes known as the Broadway Melody of 1929, it's got music by um, Arthur Freed, Nacio Herb Brown, the big song to come out of this is literally, they sing it like every five minutes in the film, so you're going to get used to it after a while. You Were Meant For Me, which is also in Singing in the Rain, right? You were meant for me, I was meant for you. Brilliant, brilliant lyrics there by the, by the one and only <laughs> Arthur Freeman, Nacio Herbrown. Um, so anyway, now this is what I find so fascinating. Um, it tells the story of two sisters, um, Hank sorry, Harriet Hank Mahoney, and her sister, Queenie Mahoney. Hank is the older sister. Queenie is the younger sister. Um, they, Queenie is madly in love with a guy named Eddie Kearns. Eddie Kearns is played by an actor named Charles King. Now, Charles King, according to the studio at the time, they were like, he's going to be a big old star. So what they're going to do, this was MGM, by the way. MGM was like, Charles King's going to be such a big star, we're going to put him above the title, and the other two girls will be underneath. Charles King, I'm sorry, is one of the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. And, you come, and he comes on screen, and these two women are like beautiful, intelligent, talented women, and you're like, they're fighting over him? Mm-mm. It's very bizarre. Mm-mm. So these two girls, they want to they want to make it big. They want to go into the Francis Zanfield Follies. Does that sound familiar? Francis Zanfield couldn't say Ziegfeld. like Florence Ziegfeld. Um, and so they want to they want to be in one of his reviews. And Eddie keeps saying, "Don't worry, you'll be in it. You'll be in it. Don't you worry, I'll get you in it." And of course, he really can't live up to his part of the bargain without the two girls begging and pleading for their job. Now, here's what I find so interesting about this film: um, one, you're going to hear a lot of songs that you're familiar with if you've heard if you've seen Singing in the Rain before. This is what we call a pre code movie a pre-code movie mm. pre-code i'm sure you know this means the Hayes code the, the the code that was instituted in hollywood when people were feeling that movies were getting a little bit immoral and so there were certain things that you could not do in films anymore and so before that though you kind of had carte blanche to really do what you wanted in fact if you watch the movie wings which won best picture the year before you see f- male nudity in the film and you're just like oh um, in, uh, in, in the Broadway melody, which is pre-code, we have a couple of interesting things because it takes place in the theater. We have an openly gay costume designer. 
and an openly gay wardrobe mistress. And you look at, now they never say the word gay, but it's totally implied. At one point, the costume designer, who I think, oh God, I should have, oh God, please don't get angry, folks. He looks like a young Edwin. I don't think it is Edwin, but it looks like a young Edwin. He comes in and he's complaining about one of the things with the costumes. And he's like, I would never have anyone wear red. And the very, like, obviously lesbian costume mistress looks at him and goes, no, you'd have them in lavender. And you're like, and he just sort of like gives like a haughty little look, but it's so cool to see like openly gay portrayals of men and women in a film, especially at this time you would not, you just, and then after the Hayes code, all of that went away. Cause apparently once the Hayes code came in, no gay or lesbian, bisexual, trans people, no, nobody existed at that point. So Hayes code came in. Got rid of all that. So my mine is the Broadway. Oh, there's one more thing I forgot to tell you, Kevin. Oh my God, there are two sisters, right? I told you the two sisters. The older yeah, yeah, yeah. sister dotes on the younger sister in a way that I don't. I've never really seen two sisters interact with each other before. <laughs> I've seen two lovers interact this way with each other before, but never two sisters. There is, I'm sorry, there is like some incestuous undertones running throughout this film. At mm. one point, the one sister is just talking and grabs her and full on kisses her on the lips for like an extended amount of time. Um, so I, I have some questions about what's going on here in the Broadway melody, but it is a fun Fun film. I will say this. Be prepared, folks. On Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, it is the lowest ranked Best Picture winner. I will tell you, folks, you try to sit through How Green Was My Valley, and now you tell me what the lowest one should be. I'm just kidding. I liked How Green. <laughs> I'm actually kidding. I really – sorry. I shouldn't have used that as an example. because I time – a time for singing is a fantastic musical, musical, Rob. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sorry, folks. I actually cried all throughout How Green Was My Valley. You know what movie I did not like, Kevin? And I thought, I was like, I was like oh, I'm going to love this film. The Best Picture winner, The Great Ziegfeld. Bored the fuck out of me. Sorry, folks. Okay, it's a it's a longer one too. That's it's like two hours and forty Kevin, minutes. For an Kevin, old, I know. Kevin, because it's on TC. Because I was going to mention to our listeners, if you are uh, if you have cable, then you have TCM, then you have access to the app, and it's a fantastic app on the uh, on, oh, on your iPad or whatever because you is. can watch all of these. So this movie, Broadway Melody, is on the app because all of those Oscar winning shows they're, they're they're streaming right now, I believe, and the Great Zigfield is on the app as well. And I looked at it, and I thought, oh, maybe I should watch this. This is about Florence, Florence Ziegfeld. Uh, I was like two hours and 45 minutes. Okay. Oh, no, no. It I'm is. Gonna, I'm, so I, I guess I, I was smart to pass on that one. And his wife um, was like a, a supervisor on the film and like would not let anything bad about him get through. So it's like this completely like whitewashed, idealized version Garbage. of who, of who Ziegfeld was. Um, that one I was like, I, I cannot sit through this any longer. But uh, oh, also one more thing about the Broadway Melody I for, also forgot to, to mention. It was also because there was so much sound involved, it was one of the first times they came up with the idea of playback and lip-syncing to playback on a film. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because they, they tried to do a lot of it live and realized this isn't going to work. And so they eventually went to playback. It's all, unfortunately, this is lost to us. At one point, they had a Technicolor sequence in the film. And so one, one part of the film was done in, in total vivid Technicolor. There's no prints of that around. So everything we see now still is from black and white. But um, go, go ahead. Take a look. The Broadway Melody, it won Best Picture. Um, MGM, one of the first musicals. Let me ask you this, Kevin, very quickly. I have to look at my answers. Yeah, but so it was the first one to win best, uh, first musical to win best picture. Kevin, can you tell me what the other movies are that have that are musicals that have won for best picture? So they were a musical on stage only, first. Only then... well, no, 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 no. They're just musicals in general. Only ten musicals have won the Academy Award for best picture. Can you tell well, me what these ten musicals are? Obviously, Chicago. Chicago, um, very good. Uh, I don't. We mentioned there anything? Broadway, we mentioned. Well, we actually we mentioned a couple. We mentioned Broadway Melody. Broadway we me- Melody. We mentioned the Great Ziegfeld. So that did win as well. One best not, picture. I don't know the older. I don't know the yep. older ones. Going, going, uh, going my way, which we just talked Cab- about, which was the Bing Crosby picture. Right? Cabaret. No, Cabaret oh. won every single award except it lost Best Picture. It lost Best Picture to. I'll give you a hint. Ready. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Oh, well, obviously, Godfather. Yes, yes, of course, of course, of course. That was a good one. That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, okay. Well, I guess if a musical's going to lose out to it's going to lose out to the mafia. lost like. to Joel Gray. Al Pacino lost to Joel Gray. No offense to Joel Gray. That performance Al Pacino did was one of the most brilliant performances in a movie I've know. ever seen in my Not life. According to- not according to the the Academy of nineteen seventy what two seventy one seventy two okay seventy one so okay so Broadway Melody Great Ziegfeld Going My Way okay here's the next one ready folks MGM Gene Kelly Gershwin oh American in Paris very good after that oh also we're, after that also Paris but Lerner and Lowe G- yeah Gigi okay after Gigi oh you should know this one. Yada da 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 dum bum bum yada da 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 dum bum bum. Oh, that was West Side Story. So West, West Side, Side Story did not win. So it did not win the Tony Award because Music Man beat it in 1957. But in 1959 or whenever it was, they they won the uh, the Academy Award. Yes, and then um, oh, this one you should know this. Um, Audrey Hepburn, Rex Harrison. Oh, well, of course, my fair lady. Great. Yeah. That, sure. And then Mary, not Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews, Christopher Plummer. Oh, of course. Sound of Music. Okay. Now naturally. Here, now, here's one I always forgot. Not only, this is like one of my least favorite musicals. I'm sorry, folks. You might really like this musical. Forgive me. It's it's one that I'm like, I don't think I ever need to see this again. Um, wait. What's new, Pussycat? Like, no. <laughs> where is love? Does it fall from skies above? 
Oh, Oliver. I always Oliver. forget about Oliver because it's because it's a British import and we always forget that there were British imports in the 60s as well. Yes. We forget about the Irma La Douce, which is like yes. a French import. We forget about like the the Olivers, those. That's right. Yes. I totally forgot. About so those that. are the those are the 10 that have Consider yourself at home. Consider yourself, yourself part of the family. What, I, fisticuffs? Come on, what are you talking about? I'm going to tell you why I don't like Oliver, and then we can move on to your favorite thing, if that is okay. Uh, Sure. Okay. There was a theater that I that was in Thousand Oaks, California, where I grew up, <laughs> and they were doing a production of Oliver. Now, yeah. at the beginning of the performance, first of all, the production of Oliver was atrocious. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Mm. Sorry, folks. It was really bad. It was... L- before the production, though, the woman who ran the company came out. Now, she literally looked like every real housewife you've ever seen in your life. She wore a silver glittery dress that was literally slit up to her hips. Her um, belle poitrines were hanging out. Um, she'd obviously had them multiply enhanced and had so much surgery, she looked like a cat lady. So she comes out on stage and does like a 10-minute curtain speech. And then she says, and tonight's production of Oliver is being attended by the orphanage home of Ventura County. None of these kids have parents. And none of them <gasps> fe- and none of them have love, much like the orphans in Oliver. But tonight they have the love of the theater. Thank you. And then went off stage. <laughs> that is a true story folks that is a true true story thousand oaks oliver it's a little like that annie production where she wakes up and it's all the big lie i feel like that's basically what she's doing by like talking to the audience it's like don't even bother going on an escapism right now because what the students you're about to see they really are they understand (laughs) they understand They're not loved at home, and neither are these orphans. Thank you so much. And don't forget to come next season when we're doing Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, This woman, I think, had the job for a year, and then I think she she was let go. I don't know what happened. Allegedly. Allegedly. Worst production of Oliver. So at that point, I've never wanted to see Oliver ever again. I can understand your reversion. Definitely, Rob. Thank you. What was your favorite thing, Kevin? What is your favorite thing, Kevin? So... My favorite thing, actually, Tyson, uh, I hope this is okay that we talk about the project that you and I and other people are working on, the book. Um, oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so Rob is is putting together with Peter Felicia, uh, our great theater historian friend and, and writer, uh, a book, uh, you know, a textbook uh, on, on 50 musicals that really left an indelible impression on on the American musical theater and what and where we are and how we got where we are. And, and I'm going to be writing a, a part on Oklahoma. So I've naturally been doing lots and lots of research on Oklahoma and just diving into it. And it's a show I love so, so deeply. But this also ties into to the passing of a uh, truly a, a legend in our business. Um, and, and also a more person, it, it connects to me, but in a non, uh, non direct way. And I said this sentence to Sutton, my wife earlier today, and she kind of laughed cause she's like, that's, does that make sense? But basically, uh, uh Gerald Freeman, who, uh, is a, a great director oh. and mentor and also educator. Uh, he was at university school, uh, North Carolina school of the arts for many, many years. He was the chancellor there and he retired and then, but he still was there and, and he passed away this past week. Uh, he was also, you know, he directed, um, you know, uh, he was a part of Hair. He was the assistant director on uh, West Side Story with Jerome Robbins. I mean, the man has a, a very legendary uh, uh, um, effect in the business, and he's been around for a long time, uh, mentoring and educating. 
the sentence I said was, my mentor's mentor is my mentor. So I mourn the fact that he is, is, passes because what he taught his student, who happened to be my mentor, is how I got taught. So my mentor is a woman named Victoria Bussert. She was, she is still the head of the uh, musical theater program at Baldwin Wallace University, which is now uh, when I went there was I was the second program underneath her, but now is one of the top musical theater schools in the country. This is. 20 years later, but he was her mentor. She mentioned Gerald Friedman uh, all the time, just like a, a mentor, like you would about a mentor. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, it was as almost as if he was teaching, Not, but he was very much a part of the presence. I I, I didn't ever met, meet him, but I, I knew of his work because he was my mentor's mentor. So he was important to me. Uh, and so I say all this because my favorite thing this week is uh, the, re, the reconstructed restoration production of Oklahoma, which um, North Carolina School of the Arts did. They dedicated it to Gerald oh, Freeman. Yes. Jerry was Jerry was already retired by then. This is about three years ago or four years ago. But what they did was – now get this. And this is how I need you to watch this. It's on YouTube. If you want to find it, just type in 1943 Restoration. You could type in North Carolina. It'll you'll it'll pop up immediately. There's an Act One and an Act Two. It was filmed for t- television. There were Steadicams. There was it was like watching like the Metropolitan Opera if you've ever watched those films. Uh, it's very well filmed, uh, and it was it's the full production of Oklahoma. The original orchestrations by Robert Russell Bennett, which were carefully reconstructed by a team. The conductor. Now, we've mentioned his name on this podcast before because he has done a lot of historical recordings. He was the, he became the chancellor of North Carolina School of the Arts in, the, in like 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, 2006 or seven, took over for Jerry. Uh, his name is John Mousheri, M-A-U-C-E-R-I. And I was like – I remember I had an episode like two years ago, Rob, and I was like, is it Marcheri? Is it Marcheri? I don't know. I was so – I'm embarrassed now that I, I did not know how to say his name. But he is the head of the school, but he also conducted this – production of and he hosts the telecast of this of this Oklahoma uh, production John uh, Mal Cherry and now I say it right the French uh, the Italian way of saying it um, so this is a restoration um, all of the uh, the staging is all the original blocking the the sets are all the original sets the costumes are all the original costumes and my god the colors I mean the color it looks like it's guys and dolls it's absolutely amazing when you really think about um, what the audience is watched in the 1940s. But uh, listeners, if you were to watch this, and please go do watch this, um, it is – you have to put, though, the filter on. This is how – if I was in 1943, there's a war raging on, which there is right now. Um, I want escapism. I want I want to know that things are going to be better. Oklahoma is not a state yet. We have to take away all of the given circumstances that we as a contemporary audience have and we forget about sometimes. But like Oklahoma represented the uncharted territory. Oklahoma was like the frontier, right? So this musical about Oklahoma and becoming a state and finding identity and finding your purpose in life and every single character goes on a journey, go changes, you know, and, 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 and is re- reconstructed by going on, you know, by being in the show. Uh, and, and it gave an audience that really needed hope and happiness, uh, escapism, but also that hope and happiness that we're talking about. So anyway, if you watch this, please just go into it with that filter. Know that you're watching a college production. It's a top tier, very professional college production, but it's still a college production. Uh, and this top tier conductor is conducting this, co- you know, this college orchestra. But what you get is 
is you get to hear Robert Russell Bennett's orchestrations. You get to see all of Agnes DeMille's dances that were lovingly and painstakingly uh, reconstructed by, constructed by the great Jemzy Delap. That's Jemzy, G-E-M-Z-E, Delap, D-E-L-A-P-P-E. We, we, we were trying to get Jemzy on our show. We wanted to get her on our show. Yes. We, Rob and I had talked about it from the very beginning. Jemsey, because Jemsey was was with Agnes DeMille for decades. She was in Oklahoma. She was she was she danced many 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 uh, uh, performances of the original production, and then for years, you know, was her assistant, and then reconstructed it for years and years. So who better then to reconstruct? You know, you want to see the original Dream Ballet? Well, thank goodness North Carolina has documented this production so that forever. Forever, 200 years from now, we will actually be able to see what this production was like and, 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 and how it influenced where we got to today, how we have Hamilton. You can see the threads of characterization, of dancing, of telling the story through singing, of dancing, all of that stuff, and really understand how we – how we evolved in just 75 years, because it's been like 78 years or whatever since the original, you know, and how we've, because I watched the Trevor Nunn revival with Hugh Jackman, which is, that's definitely worth watching. That's amazing. In 2000 or 1998 or whenever it was, that that was definitely that period in everyone's life, how we were going to make that show work. And then to watch the original, and then to know the revival that we all just saw a year ago, they all work. They all bring the story to life. They all breathe life into it. But to go back and see how it was originally intended, warts and all, it's really worth it. And it really is magical. Uh, and so my favorite thing this week is is going back to the original production of Oklahoma and discovering the same joy that it brought to so many people, whether you were a soldier who was about to go off to war or you were a family member who was trying to escape from the war, it still brought the same sense of, of happiness and joy and pride in who we are and uh, and where we are going to go. And so in, in a spirit of hope and happiness, uh, my favorite thing is Oklahoma! Exclamation mark. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Now, oh, now I have to ask you, Oklahoma exclamation mark or this specific production of Oklahoma exclamation mark? Well, I, I said Oklahoma to tie it just to put a big old like just all of Oklahoma. But this production, I really – no, it's the show, Rob. I'm going to say the show, Oklahoma, because that's how it was originally intended. Was the, the, These writers in, – in, and I don't want to get into the, all of the history because I'm going to write about it. But, but basically it's – the, the people need it was a risk and people needed change and people needed happiness and not just like half naked women like parading themselves around like all the other and, and Mike Todd entertainments that were happening in the 40s but to actually challenge people and to say hey Knock, knock. Who's there? Humanity. Like, this is it right now. This is humanity put up in your face. This is real. This is what you're fighting for. This is this is why it's worth, like, the trouble that you're going through. This is why it's, like, because people have relationships and people are, are want to connect and all of those things that even in 1943, that's what they saw. And you can still see it right now in that production the way they did it, the way they wrote it, you know? And I think that's why it's universal. So the show, I think... Yeah, you can watch the 1943 version, you can watch the 1999 version, or you can watch the 2019 version. They're all they're all variations on the theme. They are. They I are. Love that. And, Good. And, and and having seen the revival and being so shocked by it, having done a lot of more research and reading reading the script and really digging in, and now I'm I now I fully believe that that is Hammerstein would not be mad about that revival. He'd been proud that so many different themes and stories can be told in the same 
original story, which is this Lynn Riggs amazing story, Oklahoma, which is actually simple. It's actually very, very simple. But yet the the greatest truths are are from these simple stories. So uh, mine's going to be Oklahoma. That's great. Oh, what a good, what a, fabulous, Kevin. So Oklahoma for you, Broadway Melody for me, and then also we we want to mention we're going to say this towards towards the end, but we just lost one of our former guests, uh, one of our well, <laughs> can't w- believe it, wonderful guest, the wonderful playwright librettist Terrence McNally passed away um, a few hours ago, uh, unfortunately due to um, uh, complications from uh, Corona. Um, so we, if you want, please go back, take a listen. We'll talk more about him on another episode, but please, you know, go back, listen to our interview with him. Um, he was just marvelous. Um, and wanted to just talk about all the one he was, this was a person I felt Kevin that just wanted to spend every single day in a theater, whether he was creating it or observing it. He just wanted to be in a theater. Um, and his interview with us was fabulous. He was so kind. He was so generous, so gracious, um, and really just loved talking about all the shows he saw that was that were very influential to who he was as an artist. So our thoughts go out to him. Our thoughts go out to his husband, Tom. Um, but we will talk more about him and his effect on us because um, he was very influential on me growing up, um, read, uh, reading his plays and all, the, and all that wonderful stuff. But go ahead, uh, you know, Go read one of his plays. There's a great documentary on him that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, his collected works are available for purchase on Kindle. Go, 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 go and celebrate Terrence McNally's life, and we will talk about him more, I'm sure, next time. Um, so that's from us, that's it. Oklahoma and the Broadway Melody. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Yes. Kevin and and tell us and tell us what you're listening to and how you're keeping yes. uh, busy and tell us what you're how you're filling the time and as a, as opposed to you know the other the other hours that you have in the day but what kind of uh, things are you listening to and, and what kind of favorite things are on your mind right now do let us know yes you stay safe you stay healthy you take care of yourselves take care of each other and keep when when the performing arts come back go and attend with a vengeance and celebrate all right till next time. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.